good talk. The home of where the talking is good. So that's the thing now. That's the and official we're making a, we're making slogan of good talk. <laughs> slogan. I'm making a shirt. The home we of where the talking talk is good. I don't good know what talk. that would look like. Would it just, just be like the, a just big our little logo that says good talk. Or that, like I guess yeah. that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Have you ever cool. got a, like a massage, like a... Like a like a massage. <laughs> Kylene got me a massage for Father's Day, and I just now got around to using it. And uh, <laughs> I, when I say like a massage, I mean not just like someone <laughs> that, that gives you a massage because like you hurt, but like you've gone to like a, massage. a legit massage person, like someone that does it for a living that says, "Hey, you're in pain," or "Yo, you need to feel good for a little while." <laughs> All right. <laughs> So when I first moved here, someone got me one for my birthday. Okay. Uh, someone in the church bought me a massage, and it was really kind of, it was awkward. <laughs> I went, and I've, I've never been back to get a professional massage ever yeah. since then, because I just, I don't know, something about it made me uncomfortable. I mean, I know people love them. Yeah. And no shade. If people like them, they like them. But I was just like, I don't know this lady that's rubbing my body, <laughs> and this is awkward. <laughs> well, I uh, I went uh, a few days ago because, again, Kylie got me one for Father's Day, and I just now got around to booking it because I procrastinate. And, I, you know, I feel bad, like, you know, her being like, hey, you go and take care of right, yourself. Right. Like, it just feels it's awful. I, yeah, I don't, I just feel bad. But f- so I finally went and did it. Uh, but apparently, this is like an unofficial, like, Cornerstone Word of Life church massage therapist because everyone, at least that I talk to, goes to this lady. Uh, like, Miller oh. goes there, Noah Pate goes there, Zach Pate goes there, Chad goes there, Courtney goes there, Elisa goes All, all these, these pe- people get massages? All these people are getting massages by this what? lady. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I finally this is the went. Thing. Okay. Yeah. And I, so uh, for one, uh, it hurt really bad, but it also felt really good. Wow. It was, so it was really interesting because she was like, when was the last time you had a massage? And I was like, when I got married, we got a couple's massage on my honeymoon. I was like, so like 12 years ago. And she's wow. like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> she's no. Like, she's like, well, this might not be what you think it's going to be. Like, it's not going to like be like, you know, it's going to hurt. Essentially, really? is what she like made it out to be. So, But it was great because so like I sometimes have issues with like my back being like super yeah. tight or whatever. But then she started relieving tension on my chest that made my back feel better. So so was it like a, dip, a, a deep yeah, tissue definitely massage deep is what it's tissue, called? For sure, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, that would just be awful. <laughs> like I don't want to be in pain for like the next 45 minutes while you're... Well, I think... Well, so I, I, I wanted to kind of use this to segue into what we're talking about today is like, why do we go to church? And so yeah. sometimes, you know, I that think... That is the topic. That is the, today's topic. The question is, why do we go to church? And I don't know. I was just thinking about like, you know, sometimes you got to you gotta work some things out to like yeah. get, you know, yourself in shape or feeling a little better. And so sometimes it takes going to another person to help, you know, you can't always do things on your own. Right. That's a good to yeah. to to make yourself feel better. And there are things that you can work out on your own and by yourself, but sometimes it might take some lady that you don't know working out some <laughs> muscle to relieve the other muscle in your back to make you feel yeah. a little better. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of like where I wanted to segue today. Okay. Surprise massage Surprise segue. Massage. <laughs> so we go to church to get rubbed. Oh well that sounds really bad, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a spiritual massage that happens. Well, but that is actually a good analogy when you yeah. look at it within that context mm-hmm. is because I think sometimes people want to go to church and they just want to hear what's light and what's Ooh. easy and what's fluffy. Yeah. But lots of times going to church is like this deep spiritual massage mm-hmm. and it's like painful and we're like, oh, that one kind of hurt. Yeah. Oh, I need to fix that. Oh, right. That's well, and that's what she said. She was like, I do sometimes do like the little like, you know, 
Um, let's just like relax, you know, and feel good. <laughs> that for, would be me. You know, like the, the light massage. And right. she's like, like, that's like 2% of what I do. She's really? like, if people really want that, I'll do it. She's like, but I enjoy helping people. Like <laughs> I enjoy bringing the I pain. I enjoy bringing the pain. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know what she means is that there's people that have had sure. like, you know, long-term yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. back pains or leg pains or whatever pains and like she enjoys yeah. helping bring that relief yeah. and so i think that that is something that can happen in church like you're saying there are churches out there that are just gonna rub your shoulders and say it's gonna <laughs> right, be all right, right come right, back right, next right. week and i'll rub your shoulders again you know it'll get you through to next week but sometimes but nothing gets fixed nothing gets fixed and there's nothing that's going to challenge your um situation or your circumstance and i think that that's sometimes what should be happening pretty regularly in your christian walk is like yo i need to repent about some i gotta rethink about how i'm living my life or even in just small areas or big areas right right and like you said she's doing some massaging on somewhere in your back but it's relieving pressure that you've had in your chest vice versa but yes okay so she was rubbing your chest yeah dude she was rubbing like (laughs) the chest and like near my like collarbone area and it like relieved tension in my back it was weird so like she even showed like kind like not kind of she showed me what to show kyleen to do if my back ever hurt she's like really hands on your sternum and (laughs) (laughs) so kyleen's gonna make that noise (laughs) (laughs) so if you're watching she's not gonna actually do anything she's just gonna be like (laughs) 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 yeah so if you're like listening to the audio it's probably really weird but like if she (laughs) just watch the video it'll be easier to explain but the point is yeah is lots of times we've been trying to get relief from this or relief from that Mm -hmm. and it's not working and then we come to church and the minister the pastor or whoever or even fellowship with christians and brothers and sisters they hit something that's like not we don't even think it's related Mm -hmm. and when they hit that and we make that adjustment it releases a challenge or a struggle or a pain somewhere else yeah and so um why do we go to church there's so many reasons guys there's so many reasons first of all we always start here it's biblical Mm -hmm. uh the bible tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together we're supposed to congregate uh the bible also talks about how uh, we referenced it in the podcast a couple weeks ago uh a two-stranded cord is good but a three-stranded is even better or even in Um, hebrews provoke one another provoke one another proverbs iron sharpens iron there's so many reasons uh so we have the biblical precedence but i really want to focus in on this is just focus in focus in, like she did on your muscles just focus she just in. went in there and said you got an issue here let me figure but <laughs> um as a christian life is hard enough mm-hmm. and i think if we do it without the support of other christians it becomes even harder yeah like when we seclude ourselves and become an island unto ourselves this life of faith the Apostle Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. And mm-hmm. so from that scripture, I take a couple things. There's going to be something that's going to come against me that I'm going to have to fight mm-hmm. against, right? There's always going to be things in this world attacking my life of faith, the faith I have in Jesus, the faith I have in the Bible. There's always going to be things at school, yeah. at work, on TV, on billboards, on the internet, everywhere on the news. Everything, it seems, is always attacking my faith. Yeah. And if I just try to fight the good fight of faith by myself, I will fail. Yeah. And I think a lot of Christians struggle with that because they don't have this network of people, which church is supposed to be. It's a mm-hmm. community. It's supposed to be 
iron sharpening iron, brothers and sisters loving one another and encouraging one another, supporting one another, right. celebrating one another. And we're supposed to be there for one another, pray for one another, doing all these things. And when we, and this is why the pandemic has been so hard. Right, it's been Because tough. when you seclude yourself and you're locked in your house for one reason or another, it just, the, 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 the issues of the world, we feel like we're fighting them alone mm. and it becomes overwhelming. It becomes very depressing. It becomes very hard and very challenging. And it's not that Jesus isn't enough. He is. Right. But there's also times where we just need a tangible person. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody to grab a hold of, to hug, to right. cry with, to laugh with, to rejoice with. We just need people. Right. God created us for fellowship. Mm-hmm. He, that's why he yeah, created us. Yeah, he said us. it's not good for man to be alone, so exactly. he created multiples of us. You know? Exactly. And he told Adam and Eve, go and multiply. Right. So just two isn't enough. Build a community. Yeah. And uh, and I think we don't understand how important community is. Yeah. We really don't. Um, we we got to, I had a personal eye-opening revelation, like I said, over the last 18 months, understanding how important community is because mm-hmm. a lot of the problems we've been facing individually and in our lives is simply because community has been ripped away mm-hmm. from us. And, uh, you know, that's one reason why, like, you know, I understand the importance of masking and I understand what it does scientifically, but I hate it because I can't see your facial. I feel like I can't connect with you on a human level when I've got half your face covered. And it just feels like it, it, all this You have to do more to emphasize what you're trying to convey. That's true because I can't read it anymore. And the, but the point is, is it makes me feel disconnected Mm -hmm. and I hate that lack of connection. Yeah. And this is what church does. It connects us. Mm -hmm. It brings us together. So when something good happens, like the Bible says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. What is it saying? We're a community. And when one happens to, when something happens to one, it happens to all of us. And so when something good happens in Cody and Kylie's life, we should rejoice with them. When something good happens in Robert's Rachel's life, we should rejoice with them. When something bad happens, we're going to cry with you. We're going to pray with you. We're going to be there with you. That is community. And that's one of the most important reasons for church. Yeah. And I think uh, we kind of hit on this, I think a couple weeks ago when we talked about, um, how to keep God in the center of your relationship. But it, mm. it is very much applicable here because it's like, you know, you are kind of the product of who you surround mm. yourself with. You know, if you surround yourself with people that are not believers, right? that's kind of like your bad church, I guess you could say. Like you're, <laughs> you're, you're being churched by the unchurched at mm. that. Because a church is really just a gathering of individuals coming to you know, hopefully worship God, but it, yeah. it, in in some ways you could look at it like it's just a gathering of people that are coming to be together yeah. and to fellowship with one another and to learn and grow to do life together. Right. And so if your church is unchurched people, then you will not grow in the things of God. And so mm. you want to be a product of those that you surround yourself with. And so... Well, you, I don't... It's not that you even want to be. You're going you're to You're going be. to be, exactly. Yeah, you are going to be. And so that's not saying that like you have to go to church that has a congregation of 600, 700 people. You can go to a church that has a congregation of 10 people, of 20 people. You can have church in your living room if you make it a point to be church. You know, like if you have said like, all right, this is going to be like our our spiritual lifestyle. Like we are going to come together. We're going to worship. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to focus on growing. That can be church. I think that the point is though, is that you make it a point to have church. And I think it is important for every person to have 
some form of church. Mm-hmm. And so if you aren't careful, you will become product of the things that you surround yourself with. So it's important to surround yourself with people that want to grow in God. Yeah, and I, with, even with church at home, that is definitely something we can do. And I'm so grateful for the internet, especially through the pandemic, because it, it allowed us to stay connected yeah. and it allowed us to worship together from our living rooms. Mm-hmm. But I still believe we need that personal interaction with one another. We need to be able to fellowship. We need to be able to talk. We need to be able to rub shoulders. We need to be able to hug. And uh, if you're not comfortable hugging fist bump, we need to be able to see our facial expressions and have this Yeah, I guess when I was saying church at home, I didn't mean like by yourself. And obviously you got to do what you got to do. Like there are seasons in life where you've got to do that. But I meant like, you know, there is such thing as like gathering at home with like believers. Right. And you can still pull encouragement from that. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify. (laughs) Right. And it is necessary. It's absolutely necessary. And we don't want anyone to feel bad that's having church at home, especially if there's a medical reason or, you know, there's reasons we do things and that's okay. We're just saying that this church, this thing called church that people have for a long time now saying we don't need, Mm -hmm. we absolutely do need it one way or another, whether it's in our living room, whether it's actually at the building, we need this fellowship because I really believe that fellowship is important. Mm -hmm. And first of all, our fellowship with God, our fellowship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit is the, the most important fellowship that we can have. But then fellowship with one another is so important. Um, whenever I look at my life and I look at the low points of my life, it was always when I was by myself. Mm. Like I never really had low points in my life when I was with people. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Even if we have disagreements and we have arguments, I mean, even on staff, you know, sometimes we get into it, but it's just when I'm with people, there's something about that that is encouraging. There's Mm -hmm. something about that. Like the Bible says, provoke one another into good works. I think you mentioned it. There's just something about there's inspiration that we get from other people's lives that is necessary in our lives to keep us pushing forward in this thing called life. Yeah. When I was in school of ministry, um, you know, Laura Mayer, uh, she had talked about how, you know, she learned how to believe God, like for certain things in her life. Cause then she, she had this revelation of like, you know, I serve the same God that Abraham did. And so that was a revelation for her. It was like, oh, if Abraham Abraham can have things come to pass in faith, then I can too. And then I was like, well, I'm going to take it even further. Like, I serve the same God that she does. Right. And she goes to my church. And so, like, I got that revelation mm. by being in a church setting. And so, like, she, her revelation sparked a revelation mm. in my mind. And so it's like when you're going through life with people, it's like, okay, I'm going through something right now. I'm dealing with this right now, but I serve the same God that Robert does. And yeah. I've seen Robert have success with God in his life. So I know that even though I'm having this bad day right now, I serve the same God that Robert does. Mm. So I know that it, it, Robert's going to be okay at the end of the day. I'm going to be okay at the end yeah. of the day. And so I think that there's something like you're saying that like, even when you're having your bad moments, you're going through life with people and everything's going to be fine because you're going through this life together. Yeah. And you're able to learn from one another. You're able yeah. to have success together. And even if you are having hardships, you can mourn with one another. You can help pick each other back up again, dust yourselves off and go forward in God and not stay there in the depth or yeah. in the dirt. Yeah. And we can always do more as a collective than we can as individuals. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's the another reason mm-hmm. for church. We can we we as cornerstone do more together than I can as an individual. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you see it on the walls of our sanctuary, the missionaries we reach, the, the, the things we've done in the world, even the things we do in Madison. 
we do things more and when we're able to do more as a collective. That's true. And so it's yeah. just important that that body comes together and each individual gives their supply. Yeah. Like that revelation you're sharing that you got from Laura, you wouldn't have got that from her mm-hmm. if she wasn't there and you wouldn't have got that from her if you weren't there. Yeah. So it took both parts of the body yeah, yeah. being at this central location called church mm-hmm. to get this revelation and to feed one another and to get something from one another. I think we make a huge, a, a grave mistake when we down play the importance of church mm-hmm. and this is why we're always on the teenagers i was just talking to one the other day and i was just giving them a hard time i was like you need to be at church you need to be at church you need yeah. to be at church and i think sometimes people think well you're the youth pastor you're the associate pastor you just want me at church because you're one of the pastors no i want you at church because i need you yeah yeah i need you feed me you encourage me yeah. you inspire me i need you there and when you're not there i miss out on being encouraged i mm. miss out on being inspired i miss out on on getting out of our relationship and uh and and, and the more people that are there the more you know what i mean it's just exciting yeah. uh, again i remember just recently with the pandemic you know we had to you know we took a season we were online only but when people started coming back to church you know you have to be careful because as a staff member you're like man now it's more work but at the same time it's more exciting yeah yeah because now we can encourage one another mm-hmm. and and it's just so true it's like uh you know when i see somebody worshiping during a service it inspires me to worship mm-hmm. When I see somebody listening to the message, it inspires me to listen to the message. And, and we just were able to pull inspiration off of each other. Yeah. And so not only is it important from the Word of God because Jesus told us to gather, the Holy Spirit told us to gather, but it's just important what I get out of it personally. Yeah, I think what you were saying there, it just made me like, and we kind of been saying it, but it's almost like you can also go to church to serve people. Yeah, you know? that's important Like, too. you know, not even... It can be in a volunteer setting or whatever, but, you know, we've been called to love on people and mm. to help people. And whether that is in a volunteer position, whether you're directly on, like, the praise and worship team or the usher team or, the, you know, whatever, if it is a place that, like, actually serves the service, yeah. but it's a, it's a way to help people yeah. and to grow people. And like you're saying, even if it's just you being in the sanctuary and your genuine real worship can inspire someone to step out of their comfort zone and actually, you know— step out in faith with yeah. God and actually get something. And so it's all about loving people and providing an atmosphere to where they can receive from God. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's kind of a shorter podcast. I don't yeah. know. I don't want to keep going. I mean, I just feel like it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, there might be other things that we need to hit, but number one, the Bible tells us to gather. Mm-hmm. Number two, it encourages others when we yeah. gather together. Number three, it encourages us. Yeah. When we get together. And then number four, just to kind of, I think what you're saying, uh, and I was just thinking about it as you were saying, it's all about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It grows the kingdom of God. Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We, we should be an expanding church, mm-hmm. a global church that's currently expanding and reaching people for the kingdom. And it's really twofold. It, it grows the kingdom because people are able to come and be fed and people are able to come and receive. Hopefully people that don't know him come and find him. So it grows the kingdom in that manner, but it also grows the kingdom in us. Yeah. Um, it grows God in me. Mm-hmm. It grows God in you. And when I'm being fed, you know, the word of God from my pastor And there's a kind of this misconception out there, which is another reason why we need church. You know, the Bible does say that you've been given a pastor, 
to watch over your soul, to give an account for your soul, and to you know pray and keep a guard over you. God has instituted this yeah. as part of his process to help us as believers grow and our lives to be watched over. And so it, it connects you to your spiritual leadership. It mm. connects you to who God has given pastoral authority to help because you look at Jesus and the life of Jesus, who is the, the chief head shepherd, and then he placed under shepherds, which are pastors in his body. And just as Jesus watched over the disciples and he calmed the storms in their life and yeah. he fed them and he ministered to them and he prayed with them and he kept them. That's what under shepherds do to the body of Christ. Right. You know, we feed them. We we pray for the sick. We pray. I mean, there's just so many things that we do. You can read about it. I think it's in Ezekiel um, 31. And it lists out what shepherds are supposed to do. But we, if we don't go to church, we miss out on that. Right. We miss out on what our shepherd is supposed to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that they can get that shepherd in from somewhere else, but you can't. Right. Yeah. God has promised you a pastor. Right. He has promised you a shepherd to feed you, mm-hmm. to pray for you, to pray for your family, yep. to watch over your soul, to be there when you need a shoulder to cry on, to be there when you want to rejoice, right. to be there when you need counsel, to be there when you need insight. And if we disconnect from that, we miss out on all those advantages right. of having something that God has given us. Yeah, I think uh, it's similar to, again, like being a byproduct of the things that you're around. Your, your pastor is someone that wants to go through life with you. Right. And he wants to see you through life. You know, the Bible talks about not being unequally yoked. And I, I don't know why, but I always thought of an egg when I heard yoked. And so for the longest time, that scripture never made sense to me. But then I finally realized like, oh, there's not an L in there. <laughs> it's, it's a yoke. And, and then I realized, you know, like typically when there's a yoke situation, uh, you know, it's usually like two animals are carrying right. this wooden right. thing over ox, their yeah. shoulders and they're you know, plowing a field or they're doing some type of job. And so if you're unequally yoked, you know, typically it's not going to have a good outcome. You know, one's trying to go one way, one's trying to go the other way. So if you're equally yoked, you have two oxen or two big beasts, you know, working this job together. And that's what a pastor is supposed to do for your life. As youth pastors, (laughs) that's what we want for the students of our life. We want to see our students succeed in the things of God. Right. Well, you know, we want them to succeed at school. We want them to succeed in their sports we and in really their extracurriculars do. as well. But most importantly, we want them to succeed in God. And we are meant That's to right. help shoulder the responsibility, help shoulder, you know, everything that they're going through and help make sure that they are sticking to the plow. And that's what a pastor does is he wants to be in that yoke with you and help you through this journey called life. Right. And the Bible even says that (laughs) uh, (laughs) in Hebrews where it's talking about that they should watch over your souls. At the end of that, it says it'll be a joy for them. Mm -hmm. What makes it not a joy is when people don't come to church, Mm -hmm. when they don't connect, because then we can't watch. We can't be there for them. And, And we have to, this thing that we do together called church allows all these different connections with our peers, with our spiritual leadership, with God, all these connections that we miss out on when we stop having church mm-hmm. and stop going to church. The reason why it says it's a joy for them to do it is because when they're connected, like the disciples were connected to Jesus, they can now operate in their pastoral authority yeah. in your life. But if there's no connection there, it's, it's the same way with God. Mm-hmm. If we're not connected to God, we can't ever receive the benefits that he has to offer us. And he has many of them. The Mm -hmm. Bible even says all the promises are yes and amen. So all of his promises that he made in the book are yes and amen. But the way we receive those is by connecting to them. Right. Right. It's kind of like if you built a house, 
and you put the light plugs in and the electrical plugs in, but you never actually connected it to the power right, outside yeah, the it house. It doesn't do anything. You can flip that switch all day long and nothing's going to happen yeah. because there's no original connection right. at the power source. And so when we go to church, it allows us to make these connections with our peers, mm-hmm. allows us to make this connection with our God, allows us to make this connection with our pastors. And then when we have those connections, now our pastors can watch over our souls. They yeah. can pray for us. They can they can be given insight by the Holy Spirit. But it's really difficult to do that. You know, uh, you go back to the disciples when they were on the boat and Jesus spoke to the storm and he said, peace be still. You know, the reason why they were recipients of that is because they were there with him in the moment. Mm-hmm. If they're not there, they don't receive it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so like when he multiplied the loaves and the fishes, who was, who was the benefactors of that? Everybody that was there. Yeah. Everybody that was connected. Mm-hmm. And when we come to church, we connect and now we can receive. Yeah. Maybe our pastor has a tongue and interpretation, a word of wisdom for our life. They mm-hmm. can't give that if you're not there. Yeah. Maybe they have a prophetic utterance. We can't receive that if we're not there. Yeah. And so all these things that we are, are available to us, we must make a choice to partake. It reminds me of that scripture in Psalms where Jesus says, I have prepared a table for you in the midst of your enemies. We have this table made for us, but we've got to get to the table, sit down so we can partake of what yeah. he's provided. Yeah, it's interesting that you brought up the, uh, the loaves and the fishes thing because just prior to that, Jesus was teaching these people all day, mm-hmm. much like a church would do is, is teach you from the word of God and help you grow in your spiritual aspect. And then at the end of the day, he was like, oh, these people are, are hungry. They're in need. They need help. They, not only did they need spiritual growth, but they need sustenance yeah. for, their, for their body. And that's what the church is also here for too, is yeah. that you know we're here to be your spiritual growth and to help you grow in God, but we're also there for your natural needs. That's like right. when you need help, like if you, sure. if, if like you are in the hospital, or you know maybe you are have you fallen on hard times like the church is meant to be there to go with you yeah. through that and that's what Jesus even did in that moment is he wanted to make sure that they went home not hungry yeah and that's what the church is for is we're here we're meant to go through life with you right in and every a, area what a terrible thing if somebody has something tragic that happens and they go to the hospital and then never they, know about it you never know <laughs> no church members able yeah. to go visit them no pastors able to go visit them no church leaders able to go because you just don't know and I've had that happen before. I'm walking through Walmart or Target, and I see someone I recognize, and I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? They're like, I just got out of the hospital. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Dude, we could have came and prayed. We could have came and supported. We could have helped in, yeah. in every way, but we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And and then that lack of knowledge happens when there's a disconnect. Yeah. When we stop worshiping together. The reasons why we go to church are vast. Yeah. And they're beneficial. Right. We've probably really only scratched the surface. <laughs> Barely scratched the surface. We could go on all day why we need church. You know, it, I mean, it's just all day. Yeah. Uh, it, it's such a good thing. And it's it, it's something that, you know, God started in the book of Acts and he started it with a purpose. Mm. He knew that this thing called fellowship and this thing called church was important. Yeah. And we see the byproducts of it, you know, all around us and the good that it can do and the good that it does do. And so I would just encourage anybody that's listening, if you go to church, keep going. If you found your pastor, stay connected. Yep. If you're not going, then find a good, healthy right. church. Find your pastor because it's so important to us naturally. It's so important to us spiritually. Mm-hmm. It'll help us overcome. It'll help us fight the good fight of faith so we can walk in victory. Just the benefic- the benefits of it are just so good yeah. uh, that I would encourage everybody to hold your place in your church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, there's nothing 
more that we can really right, say right, right there. I think, like Robert said, I think that's something that's really, really important. If you've tried church and you feel like it hasn't mm. worked, try another church. Yeah. Don't stop at one church or the second church. Just keep going until you find your church body. There is a body out there that you are supposed to be connected with. And when you find the right one, you'll know. Yeah. And let me say this too, because it's so important. You kind of helped spark this on the inside of me. The devil knows the importance of church. Mm -hmm. So he will try everything to get you out of your church. And he will try everything to get out of your place. And so I would encourage you. I want to remind you of this. Church is made up of people. Mm -hmm. And people aren't perfect. That's true. So the problem, the mistake we make lots of times is something happens at church and we're like, we, we're like, I'm done. I'm done. That. Right. You can't do that. People are not perfect. Yeah. You, we need to do what the Bible says. It says make an allowance for our faults. Right. You have to understand that people aren't perfect. Yeah. And maybe somebody said something to you that was rude or maybe somebody did something to you that was wrong. Make an account for their faults. Just like Jesus made an account for our faults and he forgave us and he watched out for us. Uh, the Bible says make an account for the faults of others. And then it also says be careful not to take offense. Mm. And so it's up to you. People may do things all the time that are offensive, but make up your mind. I'm not going to get offended. Yep. I'm not going to let this get me out of a place. I understand that this thing called church is more important yeah. than this thing that is happening. So I'm going to push through and I'm going to hold my place because the devil would love nothing more but to remove you from your church mm-hmm. family, to get you away from that iron that sharpens iron, to get you away from people that provoke you onto good works, to get you away from your pastor that can watch over your soul, to get you away from this thing called community. And he will try hard yep. to do that. And uh, so we've got to dig in and say, you know what? This is my church. Yeah. I understand it's not perfect because mm-hmm. Jesus is the only perfect one. And we're here, we're united around this perfect figure, but everyone else isn't perfect. So right. I'm going to make an allowance for their faults and we're going to worship together. Yeah. We want you to be successful in God. So get you a church. and Get you will your be... booty in the church chair. <laughs> and you will be successful in him. And I think that's a huge component, a huge factor in your success in God is finding the right church for you. Yeah. So yeah. go out there and find it. <laughs> man, we could even start going into like, well, how do you find a good church? How oh, do you? man. <laughs> but we won't. We won't. Oh, uh, we got to rip that band. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Maybe the next one? I don't know. We'll if, see. <laughs> if, if somebody, which I think most of the people who listen to this podcast are people who know us and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But if this just stumbles across someone's feed or timeline and you don't go to church, uh, I, I'm not just saying this because I'm a part of it. Cornerstone Word of Life Church is a phenomenal church yeah. with wonderful pastors, with wonderful people. We would love to have you come join us. We'll connect with you. You at least know two people, Cody and myself. Hi. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get you plugged in. Uh, church is important. Yep. So hopefully you had a good listen on the good talk where the home <laughs> is all about good talking. Oh man, I messed it up. On the home that is good talks. I don't remember what it is anymore. <laughs> hopefully you had a good listen today. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye friends. <laughs>